0: what is up everybody and welcome back to another episode of the sports ethos Sixers podcast. I'm your host Adam Sherman and it has been an absolutely crazy couple of weeks many injuries uh, you know a ton of uh, players stepping up you know some tough losses some good wins and we're gonna do a little bit of a different type of show today. Um, you know some of you guys who might have been listening for a little bit might be familiar but it is that time of year where we go through the lineup and give every player their grade so far for the season. You know, it's going to be a little bit hard to evaluate because you got guys like Maxi who have played only 15 games. Then you got guys like P.J. Tucker who have played 25. So, you know, we're just going to base it off pretty much the games that they've played. You know, we're not going to take points off for injury. They can't really do anything about that. Um, Additionally, it's going to be based on their role. So, you know, you're not basing uh, Embiid versus P.J. Tucker based on, you know, Embiid has 32 a game and Tucker has three. So... Uh, and B is, is, gets a better grade. It's based on their role on the team. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Um, we're gonna go worst to best, and starting with the worst grade of the year, to should be to no one's surprise, um, is Matisse Thybulle. And before I start, I'd like to mention uh, Montrezl Howell, Furcon on Miles were not included. Um, they've both been you know fine for their minutes, but they they realistically will not be rotational pieces unless uh, there shall be injuries. So we're just focusing on the players that. We'll probably see some run, and Matisse is right on the outside of that, especially with how he's played this year. Um, One point nine points a game. Uh, you know, no no numbers stick out shockingly, but he's lost that defensive impact that got him on the all defensive team. You know, he's not a bad defender by any means, but takes a lot of gambles, and it seems that they're paying off less and less than they used to. Um, you know, we don't we're not at the point anymore where we put Matisse out there to guard the team's best player uh, like we did against the Warriors last year with Steph. Kinda of seems like Matisse is like a fringe rotational piece that could be included in trade. So, you know, I love Matisse, obviously. Uh but yeah, just not not the good not a good year for him so far. Um uh, moving on, uh at a C, we got B Ball Paul. B Ball Paul is just a guy, you know, he's just a body. I love B Ball Paul too, but um, you know, he hasn't really progressed. Also, you know, he doesn't get that many minutes, let's be honest. It's not like he's had a big chance to shine uh, you know, when you have Joel and on your team pretty hard to get that those type of minutes when joel was out b-ball paul did a good job filling his role but yeah just pretty average you know he doesn't do anything especially well except for hustle which you got to give it to him but yes for his role you know backup center seems like he's beating out mantras so it's a shout out to him at least um continuing on I got P.J. Tucker at a C+. Some of you might think that's too high. Some of you might think that's too low. You know, only averaging 3.4 a game as a starter. Uh, his defensive impact is ridiculously good. Um, you know, he's tough. He's aggressive. But for how much we're paying him and the role he has on this team, the defensive impact has been good. But I think there's still something to be desired. Uh, he's taken a drop. Uh, from the last couple of years when he's played for these contending teams, the Heat, the Bucks, all these teams, uh, to now for the Sixers. Um, he's still been solid, you know, C+, plus, not bad by any means, but I would say just average. He's not, you know, providing that extra, uh, you know, that extra tenacity that I was really hoping for. But, you know, he's been solid. He's been solid. Um, obviously not scoring a lot, dropping a lot of goose eggs. But, hey, P.J. Tucker, you know, you can't complain too much because this is kind of why you brought him in. Moving on, I also gave Tobias Harris a C plus. I was struggling with this one. Toby might deserve a little bit better. Um, You know, this is solely based on the eye test uh, when his numbers are are jacked up. You know, 17 a game and six rebounds uh, because of all the injuries. He's been getting more run. But when the team's fully healthy, Tobias kind of seems to disappear. And when he touches the ball, he's, you know, he gets a lot of confidence once he gets a couple shots up. But unfortunately, he doesn't touch the ball a lot when, you know, Maxie, and Harden are all there. So it leaves Tobias kind of confidence a little bit shaken. Uh, still a very good defender. You know, that C-plus is not bad at all. But, you know, there's something left to be desired there. Tobias Harris on a max contract. Of course, I'm not expecting max contract production from a fourth scoring option. But I would like to see a couple more games where he could kind of take over, dominate, get some late buckets down the stretch, like we've seen from him in years past. So I'm not putting it past Toby. I think he could, you know, have a great rest of the year. But for now, sitting at a C plus. Up next is Danwell House Jr. at a B minus. I wanted to put him a little bit higher, but nothing super special. Five points a game, uh, two rebounds, 48% from the field. Yeah, he's just playing solid. He's a very good defender. I think he's a little bit of what we wanted. Batiste to be offensively. He's not scoring a lot by any means, but for his minutes that he plays, uh, you know, House will knock down an open three, get to the basket, he'll make a nice move every once in a while, which is really all we kind of want out of him, especially with the way the rest of our bench has been playing, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh you've probably noticed some key bench pieces not been named yet. But yeah, Danwell House. I like the pickup. I did not expect him to be a rotational piece. I thought Matisse would be getting his minutes, but Danwell's definitely earned them over Matisse this year. And I think Danwell could even improve for us this year. You know, as he, he sinks into the system, he's played with Harden, he's played with Tucker. As the team gels, gets more and more healthy. I'm looking forward to seeing what Danwell can do. Because in some of those games where we were shorthanded, Danwell stepped up big at an 18-point game, hitting some big shots, some big defensive plays. So I think there's a lot to look forward to with Danwell. But moving on, Maybe my favorite player on the team this year has been George Niang. Bang, bang, George Niang. If you follow the Twitter, you'll see a lot of bang, bang tweets. Uh, George Niang has been exceptional to watch this year, averaging nine point seven points a game off the bench. Uh, it's kind of all he does. Just, you know, he's a scorer. He's, he's a three point shooter. But something he's added this year, which has been awesome to see, is that tenacity. And uh, he's kind of like, you know, he talks for the team. Uh, he, he became much more expressive. He, he's just, a, he's got that dog at him. That's all I can say. You know. Similar to PJ Tucker, but Nia has kind of elevated that. You know, you got the technical on Ben Simmons. You see him talking in Katie's face. In those primetime tough games, having a player who's got that much passion, that much energy, hits a big three and, you know, gets the crowd super into it. He's jumping up and down, celebrating his classic three fingers up celebration with the thumb, like the Dirk Nowitzki celebration. Uh, yeah, George Niang has just been exceptional to watch. He's been really fun. And, you know, of, of course, the defense is still going to be a liability, the, the speed getting down the court. But we have seen some Niang and ones, some Niang drives, which we haven't really seen before. So I've been really impressed with George Niang, and I've loved what I've seen from him this year. He's been a super fun player to watch and a super fun player to have on the team. I'm definitely a part of the minivan fan club. So b I think, seems appropriate. Um, additionally, with him, I gave James Harden a B-plus. James Harden this year averaging 22.5, 9.9 assists, 6.5 boards. Uh, The games played is obviously the glaring difference. Uh, Has not played a lot this season. When he has played, he's been an exceptional uh, playmaker, ball handler, one of the best assist guys in the league, while also scoring 20. Uh, He's had a lot of games where he's just went freezing cold from the field, Uh, lost us some games, mainly that Rockets game. But... James Harden, I have no doubt that James Harden will just keep getting better. And by the end of the season, that grade will be up in the A range because that's the type of player James Harden is. Look, he's coming back from this injury already. Last night against the Lakers looked much better, especially in overtime. He got his flow back, started to get the mojo. And as he, you know, progresses, progresses, more minutes, more shots, uh, James Harden will be just fine. And a B-plus is already good on its own. He should be an all-star this year. That's just the way it is. Moving on, Joel Embiid. Give him an A minus. Joel Embiid is averaging 32.2 points a game to go along with 9.7 boards, 1.1 steals, and 1.6 blocks, 53% from the field. Sounds like an A plus. You know, it does, realistically. Uh, Missed some games with injury, but again, not factoring that. Joel has games where he takes over. He absolutely dominates, which is why that points per game is, is higher than it is. But Joel Embiid's start to the year cannot just be totally overlooked. Uh, he's had some rough games. He gets a lot of turnovers, almost five a game. So I think A minus is pretty fair. You know, Joel Embiid, I think he'll he'll play himself into the MVP conversation within a couple weeks and boost himself right back up to an A plus. But from where we are in the season, I think Joel, A minus, but You know, I think at this time is when Joel is elevating his game. Uh, This homestand is going to be big for him. Had a big game against the Lakers as well. And, yeah, I think this is about the time of the year that Joel Embiid puts his name in the MVP conversation. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, not that he hasn't been great and should be in the MVP conversation already. Like, you know, a seven-footer who's hitting those crazy stepbacks, trying to dunk on everyone. Like, Joel Embiid is just incredible. I mean, we talk about him more than anyone else, of course. Sixers podcast, I cannot talk about Joel Embiid, but for his role, again, you have to remember these uh, grades are for their role, so for this, you know, MVP-type figure, the only way he can really get an A to an A-plus is if he's, you know, pretty much top five in the MVP race, so that's why he has an A-minus, but, you know, you can't really complain about Joel Embiid. Now, for the surprise of the season, with an A-grade Shake Malik Milton averaging 11.5, 3.6, and 3.4. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does when everyone's healthy, but man, did this guy hoop when Tyrese Maxey was out, and James Harden was out, and Joel Embiid was out. We had Shake Milton scoring over 20 a game, putting up rebounds, assists, doing it all, and it was just fantastic to watch the shake milton resurgence after last season he pretty much lost his role in the team it was really sad to see because he had a lot of potential you know a lot of six Man of the year chatter for him just a couple of years ago to start the season and now uh it's really nice to see shake playing up to his potential it's been just amazing plug him in the game and watch him go a uh, great shooter been driving exceptionally his defense has been uh, definitely above average uh compared to what he has done in the past seems like Shake's got a new motor and it's been really fun to watch Um, Another A is for Tyrese Maxey, um, of course, has missed a ton of games as well. There's 23 points a game, though, uh, before he got injured, was looking like one of the most improved player candidates. Of course, you got like Shea Gilders Alexander, who's just absolutely going crazy. So it's going to be hard to win that award, especially now with the games missed. But Tyrese Maxey was playing like an all-star. And for his being a third scorer on the team, third option, uh, Tyrese Maxey was absolutely balling out before the injury, and especially at the beginning of the year. So pretty much got to wait and see how he, how he returns from injury, but he hasn't returned yet, so I got to judge based on what he's done so far, and can't complain about Tyrese Maxey, the only reason he didn't get an A+, plus, you know, because he's not, like, a bona fide all-star, that's really the only way Tyrese Maxey could have gotten A+, plus, as if he solidified himself as, like, a true, like, some ridiculous numbers with you know, I'm not, I'm not even going to get into it because, yeah, nay, look, Tyrus Max is having an exceptional year. I think we can cut it off right there. And I awarded one A-plus on this entire roster. Should surprise no one who has watched the 76ers this year. DeAnthony, Mr. Do-Something-Melton. A-plus, Daryl Morey, masterclass of a trade, averaging 12 points a game, 3.3 assists, uh, 4 rebounds, 2.2 steals. You know, this is not just recency bias. Don't get me wrong. Against the Lakers, he had 8-3, 7 steals. I am aware. I am totally aware. I was at the game. It was electric. The crowd loves him. Yes, I'm aware. However, I would have given him an A-plus before yesterday. D'Anthony Melton has done everything the Sixers have needed him to do and more. Uh, when when the starters are healthy, he comes in, gets buckets, gets steals, gets rebounds. He plays hard, plays incredible defense. There's there's nothing you could say to me that uh shake or D'Anthony Melton has done wrong. Has he made a couple mistakes? Sure, obviously. He's not like, you know god but De'Anthony melton mr do something best player for his role on the sixers this year he has been just an absolute pleasure this whole bench honestly when you look at the grades look of course this is just my grade so obviously uh, i'm gonna say this but a plus melton a for shape b plus for niang some this bench b minus for house and this bench has really done an exceptional job. I was not super sold on it heading into the season, uh, especially, you know, Shake Milton was on the edge. I wasn't sure his minutes. I liked Harold a lot, but Paul Reed has shown he's playing better. George Niang has taken a step up, and seeing the bench take a step up to me is even bigger than, you know, seeing some of the starters for our history in the playoffs. So now after all the injuries with James Harden back, Tyrese Maxey back before Christmas, so in just a couple days, a couple weeks, The Sixers sit 6th in the Eastern Conference at 13-12. and Don't think you can really complain about that given everything that's went on this year. Sixers got an interesting stretch of games at home coming up. They got the Hornets tomorrow night. They got the Kings who have been playing very well, but that's mainly been at home. Then they got Golden State, Toronto, the Pistons, and the Clippers. So some good teams coming up. Should be interesting uh, to put this Sixers team to the test. Of course, they don't have maxis, so you can't fully judge. But Harden and Embiid should be enough to get us some big wins. I'm looking forward to the Sixers going on a huge stretch of games. You're hearing it here first. Uh, This is the time that the Sixers step up and establish themselves as one of the best teams in the NBA. Joel Embiid is healthy. He's got his running mate back. He needs to put himself in the MVP race. This Jason Tatum nonsense needs to stop. Look, Jason Tatum's an incredible player, but as a Sixers fan, I don't want him winning MVP. Joel Embiid has to assert himself. Second place two years in a row. It's time for Joel Embiid to win his MVP, and it is going to happen this season. Of course, right now, he's not in the in the top 10 in the MVP race, which is acceptable. If you look at the top 10 names in that list, they've been playing out of their minds. You got Tatum, you got Giannis, Luka, Jokic, um, Devin Booker, just some incredible players. John Morant, Shea Gilgis, Alexander Zion Williamson, all guys that have elevated their teams more than Embiid has this year, but it's only 25 games into the season. It is very, very early in the season. Not even a third of the way done quite yet. So much time for Embiid. And you know Joel Embiid only gets stronger as the season goes on. So thank you guys as always for listening. The episodes are going to be more consistent from now on. Some craziness has been going on recently. But we will be back consistent. And this Sixers team is going to make me want to jump on the mic after every game from this point on. I am telling you. Because Joel Embiid is about to show everyone why he is the best player Maybe the best player, one of the best players in the NBA. He's getting that MVP for his trophy case. And thank you guys for listening. And make sure to keep trusting that process.